Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have Intern E. I just want to start the show off with a nice warm welcome to my sons on National Sunday. Because all I do is sun y'all motherfuckers. How you doing this fine evening? <laughs> coming coming from the guy that's literally 0-3 in his in his pickums this year. This and, year, yeah. And we're and we're his sons. Yeah, always. You guys are always sunned by me. I love how I started the 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 recording and someone started instantly fidgeting with their mic. So as I'm coming in, like the beginning of the show is just beating mics on the ground. I bet it's Eric. Yeah, right. Because yeah. I have a mic in my hand. <laughs> yeah. You you got because you got something else in your hand. You got your dick in your hand. Not right now. Uh yeah. So we get, we got a, we got a good show for you as always. We're gonna go over our bets of the week and talk about NFL bets we want or that we like, I guess. Uh, a big shout out uh, to Bavada before we start getting into the meat of the show. Uh, I know I told you guys last week that I wanted uh, a TJ Hawkinson, um, with Tyler Lockett, and a Zach Pascal prop. I think two of them were 70 receiving yards and a touchdown. They wouldn't have hit anyway. And Tyler Lockett, 125 yards and a touchdown. Bavada has removed the receiving yards and touchdown bets from their player props. So round of applause for Bravada to continue to get shittier as they move along. Yeah, it's almost like they don't have competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're the only uh, – they're the big fish in town, so they don't have to try anymore. Yeah, well, I think they're the only one that takes Bitcoin at this point. So maybe that's maybe that's their their scheme. Uh, yeah, but they also take bank accounts. So yeah, I know. Anywho, how are you doing, intern E? Doing good. Took a L this week, but I'll be back. I got my pick of the week locked in. It's gonna hit, no doubt. Why is he talking in sound bites? Yeah, I don't know. That was a very Stephen A. clip that you just gave us. You paused so that Jermaine could cut it up too, so you could cut it up into sound clips. That was goody. You know, you might be learning. You might have a place in this in this industry, young man. Hey, you watch enough ESPN, you pick up something. Oh yeah, we know that. We already call you ESPN, so don't worry about that. That's We're looking they- for original takes, though. If you ever want to get the job, that's what that's what the E stands for in intern E. Yeah, E original. ESPN. ESPN. <laughs> I got another nickname. Yeah, we can't oh, talk I, about oh, the other ones on air. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna give us another nickname that you created yourself. No, no, no. I've earned all these nicknames over the years. Yes. No, he likes to create dead space and not fill it. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what that was. Changing my name to Dead Space E. So, oh, there's a new nickname. There it is. It just happens, bro. So this so this week, I love this week coming up because it is the final week of the MLB regular season, Jermaine. And before we get into the MLB, did you hear about what happened with Brewers reliever Devin Williams? Of course I did. This is the 17th pitcher this season to get hurt by construction. So Brewers pitcher Devin Williams in the celebration after the Brewers clinched a playoff spot. Uh, I think this is what their fourth year in a row that they've clinched it that they that they've gone to the playoffs. Uh, fourth consecutive year. E, can you look that up? I don't know if they clinched every year. 
Well, yeah, but fourth consecutive year going to the playoffs. So it's not that's, a new thing. That sounds right, but I want to say they missed last year. Did they miss? I in don't that, think they in missed In that last weird 60-game season? Oh, they might have. But still, anyway, the Brewers have been <laughs> in the playoffs a lot. Yeah, they got good all of a sudden. Yeah, they got good all of a sudden since they, and, since they added Josh Hader. It's like they the, Bud Selig retired and his team got good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened. He forced them into Milwaukee. No well, one right. else in MLB wanted a Milwaukee Brewers team, but he was like, that's my tower. I'm the commissioner. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Braun pretty much was is the reason that they're good. Ryan Braun, Prince Fielder, Richie Sexton. The last time they didn't make the playoffs was 2017. So, yeah, that'll be four years. No. Yeah. So, the last four years. That's 18, four 19, years. 20, 21 yeah. now. So, yeah, f- the last four years. Uh, but reliever Devin Williams in the celebration apparently got so hyped that he punched a wall in the dugout, broke his pitching hand. Uh, all right. So, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. We'll go to E first. Um. Uh, what position is the dumbest position in all of sports? Like, requires no IQ. It's just dumb as hell. Because I'm wagering it's pitchers. Like, pitchers are idiots. They can't I mean, even use bathtubs without hurting themselves. I mean, I, the, the bar's pretty low when the guy t- broke a finger taking off his shirt. Like, that That was it. Like, it's unreal, bro. Like, and speaking of which, we have a fellow pitcher on our podcast <laughs> who's also dumber than rocks. He makes dull crayons look sharp. All right, Nick, what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I, I, was going to say, like, NFL placeholder, but that's not, like, <laughs> he still is normally, like, the punter, right? <laughs> like, he's not yeah. just, like teams don't NFL long snapper maybe I don't know they might be smart because they're gonna pay millions of dollars for like eight plays a game yeah I I I mean I I like to think pitchers are smart right I like to have self-confidence <laughs> like that uh he says I'm I, I know I know some some pretty stupid guys who can throw a ball about <laughs> 95 plus <laughs> so <laughs> yep. All right. Can I, can I can I can I say we're tabling this discussion until I can find an appropriate response that doesn't uh, condemn nope. me? Nope. Okay. Room three hundred three has officially stamped the pitcher position as the dumbest position in all of baseball. I will abstain with my vote. So if you want to pass the vote <laughs> with one abstain, two two yees and one abstain, then yeah, sure, it's for sure happening. There's you can't argue another position. Like it's unreal how like NBA center I would say <laughs> NBA center is a good one yeah NBA center is a close second you know like uh, who would I have to hockey goalie you don't really have to be smart to play hockey goalie I don't think you have to be smart to play hockey going <laughs> <Damn>, after <laughs> the entire sport uh, let's see uh, strongman. World's strongest man. Yeah, you definitely don't have to be smart to do it. <laughs> smarts is not a requirement. <laughs> and oh uh, look, there's oh look, there's Magnus Magnuson pulling the truck <laughs> just a little bit faster. Look at that intellect. <laughs> I do love I do love how if you listen to the broadcast, though, they will add something like that. Like, oh, a genius move here by Magnus Magnuson on the straight block course. 
that he just yeah. has to run from one podium to the other carrying a 5,000-pound stone. What a great tactical decision. I'm like, to carry look, a stone. <laughs> look at this man solve this puzzle in record speed. That is quite the impressive approach from this remarkable individual. Yeah, you know what? Can we submit this to the world's strongest man? Make them play like the, you know, the kicking game they used to do at the Pro Bowl where they would have to, they, the kick-tack-toe? Kick you talking about the, uh, the when Charlie Brown tries to kick the ball and the girl pulls it? No, kick-tack-toe, where like they, they set up the tic-tac-toe board and the, the field goal kickers have to kick X's in circles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that, but with like the heaviest thing you can find for these guys to throw. And just have them throw it at something. Throw it over something or throw it at something. Atlas Stone tic-tac-toe. Atlas Stone tic-tac-toe. It has to be like the 500-pound ones, too. Uh, no, I only, we only play with motorcycles, 250-pound motorcycles. There's there's a comedian named Brian Regan who, if you guys haven't seen it, go look up his uh, molten piano joke about strongmen and how ridiculous it is. He's like, all right, under gunder boonder, I'm going to need you to throw this molten piano through a third-story window, and there's three of them, and it's for time. Go. <laughs> it's like, what does this prove? How does this prove he's the world's <laughs> strongest man? Maybe he's like the world's fastest moving company of molten pianos. I'm pretty sure that's a niche market. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I have this molten piano, but how am I going to get up to the third floor? All right, so speaking of boneheads and big old dummies and MLB pitchers, let's move on to the San Diego Padres. Is there any one thing more disappointing in all professional sports in the year of 2021 than the San Diego Padres? Yes, the New York Mets. No way, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes way. No Jewish God. Way. Jewish no God, way. Yahweh. No way, bro. Well, it's it's a tie. All right, internee, I'm going to give you a very big task here. You have to break a debate between Jermaine and I. Is the San Diego Padres with all the expectations, all the all the time, all the money that they spent, all the trades they made this offseason at the trade deadline and the expectations with that roster? Or the Mets spending the most time in first place and then ultimately finishing with a below 500 record. Which one of those is more disappointing? I'm going to have to go with the Mets, man, considering they also spent a lot of money on a couple of these dudes. And to be sitting first for so long and just blow it like that, it's just the most Met thing you can do, man. Can the we just Padres say that? were a lock to make the playoffs. The Mets were never a lock to make the playoffs. I, I will say the that, Mets Jermaine, were that never I will say that the at the beginning of the year the NL uh, pennant race was like plus six hundred Dodgers plus seven hundred Padres against the defending World Series champs. We were talking about we weren't talking about the Mets before the season started. We were talking about the absolute arms race that the pitchers and Dodgers went on and put together arguably the two best starting rotations in baseball. We're talking about the Mets. I mean, the Padres having two $300 million players on their payroll, another two $200 million players on their payroll, not counting pitchers. We're talking about a team that started 37 and 13 in the first 50 games. And you guys are both sitting here and telling me the Mets, who no one ever thought was making the playoffs. I thought, was, the Mets, was, I thought the Mets were making the playoffs. It was, we wanted the Mets to make the playoffs. No, I bet the Mets to make the playoffs. That's a yeah, thinking. 
no, that that does not mean absolutely not. That does not mean that. Pitchers are smart, dog. You bet on anything. We both said the Braves and Phillies were better than the Mets. I don't bet on anything. I had this conversation with George the other day, who's back from beyond the grave, and we'll get we'll get to that segment later on in the show. No, George is dead. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, George is. That's right, George is still dead. Yes, but I got on a Ouija board and I spoke to him. What did uh, what did old Ouija George have to say? All right, so I so so as you guys know, Jermaine is or uh, Jermaine and I, Jermaine, Eric, and I are are degenerate gamblers, and when Jermaine's not far off when he'd say I gamble on anything. If I have a tip that something is going to happen, I'll probably gamble on it. That's that's not saying I'm up betting on like Korean baseball, but if like one of my friends were like, "Hey, the Nipan Giants are going to win the World Series," I would be like, "All right, man, <laughs> you seem to be an expert on Korean baseball from this one thing you've said." I'll put $100 on it. Is that irresponsible? Who's to say? So George, is, George has been surrounded by our presence and, is, and has b- began a recent foray into uh, gambling. He started with NFL bets, and I, we were having a conversation the other night, and I said, well, at least we're not betting on like Ukrainian ping pong or Korean baseball. And he said, I wonder if I could find something. Like, if, like." What it would, he's like, I'm going to go look at it. Like, look at a, a non-traditional bet. And I say, if you give me one non-traditional bet a week, we will feature it on the pod as George bets from beyond the grave. And first of all, you have to love how betting is not legal in every state. And there's already something called non-traditional bets. Non-traditional betting. <laughs> it's not even legal, but there's non-traditional bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that's a thing yet, but all right. So I don't know. Let's see what uh, George has, and then we'll finish our MLB recap. So what, is, right. what does George, George have to say? George bets from the, the grave. The eSports League Intel Extreme Masters Series. For those of you wondering what Extreme Masters is, any all participants have to be above the age of 16. That's now considered Extreme Masters. Welcome to 2021. Oh, God, dude, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna mess these names up. <laughs> you want me to read it? <laughs> N Entropique, spelled E N T R O P I Q, versus Natas Vincier, Natas Vincier, Natas Vincier, whatever they are. So Entropique is a plus two thirty one, and Vincier is a minus. 370. This is playing Counter Strike, the game Counter Strike. The over under is 25 and a half for the first map. Apparently, that might be kills. I don't know what this is. I'll, I'll have him refine this. He said, and I quote, because he's done his research, I got to go with the number one ranked team in the world for this one. That's Vincere. And I'm smashing the under for the first map. With a player like Simple, but with a one instead of an I, do you get how he did that? Because he's the number one player. I don't think they give up more than nine rounds on the first map. So oh, think, so that's I rounds. Tw- that's 25, rounds. How, 25 and a half is the number of rounds it takes to win the first map. Yeah, that's right. So George is betting two bets here. He's betting Vencier. Minus 370, not a very good bet, George. I'm not taking it. 
and he's smashing the under 25 and a half rounds one for the first map. He didn't even give us odds on 25 and a half. It's so, yeah, it, it's so, probably minus 110. All right, let's just get the AAR out of the way right now. George, we know you're listening in your ghost like form. Uh, you need to be a little more specific for obscure bets. <laughs> This is not something everyone knows. You need to so, be more specific on the odds for your obscure bets. <laughs> or just in general, what the hell is 25 and a half rounds? Because we're shooting from the hip right now. We could be yeah. dead wrong. But isn't that isn't that really the isn't that the overall soup of the bet of the bet though? Like it just has to be as obscure as possible. If so we're gonna I, be I, bringing it to people, we need to at least understand what we're bringing. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just love. I think he should just send me. I don't think he should have sent me an explanation. Just send me <laughs> Natas Vincier under twenty five and a half, and I've been like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to read it on air. <laughs> okay, I guess that's what we do here. Uh, so you you can officially stop saying this is a professional podcast. Well, yeah, with with the George Betts from Beyond the Grave, it's it's now not become a. It's it's that we'll take that break to. Be an amateur <laughs> podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into MLB standings, we have a word from our sponsors. All right, so the Cardinals are on a 17-game win streak. But, Jermaine, we don't have any. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so the Cardinals, Nick's bane of his existence. Are, <laughs> Fuck the Cardinals. And... The bane of my existence, my most hated team, are a 17-game win streak, and they already and won today, right? That's no, they're losing. They're losing bottom of the eighth right now, four nothing to the Brewers. So it might be over. Finally, but the Brewers. Oh. I know that's it. That's a lose lose, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so, uh, give us an updated standings, Nick. Start with the NL, since we obviously buried the Padres as being the biggest disappointment, not the Mets, officially voted on by the room. Uh, and then we'll move into the AL. You're throwing, you're throwing this official title all, around <laughs> a lot today, and I don't – I don't. it's been two topics that I'm not agreeing with. All right, so right now we're looking at uh, NL division leaders. because you're a dumb pitcher, bro. There has been – there has been one – there's one spot right now that is not clinched. So the two wild cards have been clinched. The Dodgers and the St. Louis Cardinals are both will play the one game playoff, probably to go on and play the San Francisco Giants as the number one seed. Milwaukee just clinched the other day. We talked to you about Devin Williams breaking his hand in that celebration. The only division not cl- not clinched is the NL East right now, because oh, so the Mets have a chance. The Mets do not have a chance. The Mets, Nats, and Marlins are all eliminated. Philly is currently three and a half games back of the Braves playing in a series against the Braves right now. But the magic number is set at three for the Braves. Who's winning today's game? So right now the Braves are up in the top of the ninth, seven to two. Damn, Philly's going to blow it. So for those of you who don't know how that works, when a team plays each other, when teams play each other, magic numbers drop by two. Magic number, what? what? <laughs> I'm just pointing. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, okay. Um, Jermaine just made like a gesture on the screen. And I was like, what do you mean by one? No, that's not how it works. So when teams play each other, the magic number drops by two. So magic number is the games that it's going to take for Atlanta to clinch this series. Or, or clinch, sorry, clinch the division. 
when they beat the Phillies, the Phillies both lose a game and Atlanta wins a game. That means magic number drops by two. So their magic number is three right now. After tonight, it should be one. Tomorrow. That's why I, I was pointing one. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, I do believe that they finish their series or they might start a new one. The Braves play the Phillies tomorrow. So they the Braves could clinch at home tomorrow. That game at 720 Eastern. So that could be interesting to watch. I might watch that game. Uh, moving on to the the AL. So the AL has only only two teams have clinched. So the Rays have obviously clinched the AL East, and the White Sox have clinched the AL Central. Because since it, or I'm sorry, because Seattle has been doing fantastic over the last ten games, nine and one in their last ten games. They are four and a half games back. In the AL West. But the magic number is one that Houston needs to win. They're playing Tampa Bay tonight. And bottom seven, Tampa Bay is up 6 nothing. So it doesn't look like uh, when, sorry, and then Seattle still has to play Oakland tonight. Oakland, the Angels, and the Rangers are all eliminated. Looking at the wild card, the best division in baseball, the AL East. The Yankees are two games up on the Red Sox. Uh, and playing Toronto right now. Seattle is a half game back of the wild card. Toronto is a game back, and the A's are three and a half games back in the wild card. Uh, the Blue Jays actually won 6-5 in a... Uh, Let's go! So my, uh, officially now, my under bet for the uh, Blue Jays is off. Let's go! So now, the I believe now the Blue Jays will move into a tie with the Red Sox. Or they'll still be a half game back because the Red Sox are playing Baltimore. And I, sorry, they beat Baltimore 6 0. So they'll still be a game back of the Red Sox. So that's, that's the update. And by next week's podcast, we will be able to tell you who has clinched the playoffs and who next week's podcast. We will tell you about how the Red Sox collapsed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't surprise me god i hate that the yankees are in it uh just so everybody knows there is no way again that the colorado rockies can have a hundred loss season yeah that's the root 303 model one of the we worst the bar low one of the worst teams in MLB history and they the Colorado Rockies have never had a 100 loss season how crazy is that I mean it's pretty fascinating <laughs> you guys were so bad to start the year and somehow didn't lose 100 games like it was, because we were so good at home it was historic how bad you guys were yeah, yeah for like a long time and then we and then the Arizona Arizona had to you know Upstage us. God, good lord, Arizona. What a fun. And they're man. terrible. So the the Rockies this year uh are forty eight and thirty-three uh at home. That, by the way, is the uh fifth best or sorry, sixth best record in all of baseball. Forty eight and forty three? Forty eight and thirty three. Oh yeah. That would be, is yeah. the fifth best record. Fifth best record in baseball. Sorry, sixth best record in baseball and the third best home record in their division. 
Oh, that division was insane. Padres, so I, bro, so I shared I I shared this stat the other day. All right, I, I think I've shared this stat on the podcast that even if the Colorado Rockies went five hundred away from home, they would still be at third in their division and still probably twenty games back. They'd the be Dodgers third in their division, so they'd be they'd better be than the Padres. Yeah. So right now, let's see. Let's let's calculate this out. So they have forty eight wins. At home, if you split their away losses, they have 77. So if you split it, it'd be 38. So they would be 80. They'd have won 86 games. And it won 86 games, and currently that would put them 25 games behind. Or sorry, no, that would put them 16 games, 15 games behind the uh, Dodgers. And ahead of the Padres. And ahead of the Padres. That's how... Bad the Padres were, bro. And, and, and still two games, and still two games behind the Cardinals for the it's Wild. Un, it's unreal what the Padres did with as much money as they had, as much <sighs> they fought in the dugout, bro. Like that's how bad the Padres were this year, bro. <laughs> the Padres were so bad they had to move their MVP <laughs> to the outfield because he sucked at shortstop. Can we just say the can we just say the post? Can we just say the second half Padres? Because no. the first pass the first half half Padres inspired some hope. Yeah, so did the Mets then. <laughs> yeah, okay. You don't take things with first and second halves, bro. It's not fantasy football. But that's that's I, the MLB. I digress. Fucking Padres. Anyways, let's do a quick uh week three recap. Um, all right, E, biggest uh, surprise and biggest disappointment? Uh, biggest surprise, I actually thought San Francisco was fake news, and the fact that they was that close of a game really shocked me. Like, I actually think they might be in competition for this division. Uh, you think they're uh, fake news every year, though? I, I just – I hate San Francisco 49ers. I don't know what to say. Like, I just don't believe in Jimmy G – Whatever they get, they, they're the only team that's injured more than the Eagles. That's all I. That's all I know about them. Uh, and then I guess uh, what was the second question? Uh, biggest uh, disappointment. Dude, I hate to be a homer on this, but how do you? How do you? How terrible was the Eagles' offense against the fucking Dallas Cowboys? It was an absolute nightmare to watch. I literally wanted to cut my tattoo off my leg because of that game. I have a stat for you, Eric. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. The, the Philadelphia Eagles offense had three rushing attempts for their running backs yeah. the entire it's, game. It's because we're doing the Baltimore system. Our quarterback is our running back. It works in Baltimore. <laughs> I was about to say, okay. Are you kidding me? The Baltimore Ravens are the second run heaviest team. Like They run their running time. I'm just saying. Like, Devontae Freeman, the ghost of – sorry, the ghost of Devontae Freeman had, like, nine rush attempts last game. <laughs> like, I, look, this, this new coach – this coach for Philly, I don't know nothing about him. I, all I know is he came from Indianapolis. He had a weird-ass press conference to start the season. And I, I don't know what else to tell you about him. I don't, I don't know why he's play-calling the way he is. But, I mean, it's not no, like a running back is fucking good I'm anyway. Not, I'm not attacking you. I'm agreeing with you. I was just giving you a, the three rush attempts. Like, you, usually you hear coaches like, we gotta establish the run. <laughs> this guy's this guy's going in it. 
he's like, we got to establish the pass. <laughs> like, I, think I, was- I watched one play. I'm not even bullshitting you. I think it was a screen pass, so this might be this might be an excuse. The offensive line just stood there. <laughs> and all seven dudes for Dallas was just on the other side in Jalen Hurts' face within like five seconds. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. He's scrambling for his life. Doesn't even look for the screener at this point. He just throws it out of bounds because he got seven dudes in his face. It was the worst, <laughs> worst shit I've ever seen in my life. Also, uh, exciting news for you, Eric. Uh, your starting guard is out for the season. Yeah, add it to Brandon Graham, Brandon Brooks, and Isaac Ciamal. Dude, somebody needs to go to Philly and fire our training staff. I had no – you guys need to go hire the New York Giants uh, training staff guy who's been there since 1948. Did you guys Dude, see that photo? Him. Yes. Coach, my knee hurts. Mine does too. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it, <laughs> 1948. All right, so we got Eric's biggest uh, surprises, disappointments. Your turn, Nick. What's your uh, surprise? Yo, the Steelers kind of stink. Kind of. Oh, the, oh, oh, sorry. That was my biggest disappointment. The Steelers really stink. So, wait. Is that your surprise and disappointment? <laughs> no, I, no, no. That was my big I, – I, I was so ready to just say Steelers stink that that's my biggest disappointment of the week. I, I think that – the Steelers being this bad could be your surprise, and the Steelers being this bad can be your disappointment. You know what? I like it. <laughs> like, Two birds, one stone. I am a stupid pitcher after all. Moving on to you, Jermaine. So I have a stat for you there as well. You want to know who led uh, the league in targets this week? <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. I don't know. <laughs> who? Ben Roethlisberger, that'd be great. I don't know. Oh, you said targets, not donuts. Okay. (laughs) So he said Cooper Cup. That's a good guess. What would would you like to give an actual guess, Nick? Led the league in targets. Uh, It's got to be Tyler Boyd. No, it was Najee Harris with (laughs) nineteen targets. Oh, old check down Ben. He's back at it, folks, except he if, doesn't have Le'Veon Bell. If that – well, Najee had 100-something yards receiving, so it's not like he didn't do anything with it. But 19 targets? It's like Big targets. Ben was, Who is this, Brandon Marshall? Yo, Big Ben's average depth of target must have been like 3.2. Actually, E, can you get us that? Can you get us Big Ben's average depth of target? Because 19 to your running back is insane. Yeah, it had to have been like one. <laughs> one point six. So wild, bro. All right. So um I, I could I could go the same way as Nick here with biggest surprise and biggest disappointment, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna pivot and say um biggest surprise was Jacoby Brissett in the Miami Dolphins. He was fielded up on that pack pride from Saturday, baby. I mean, the Raiders are a darling of media right now. They played two overtime games. They are 3-0 and and had to come back from every single game. They were down 14 at one point in this game. And I have one question for you. Is Did this cement the fact that Tua is not a franchise quarterback? No, nah, he's not it, man. He's, I, Are, well, maybe the Raiders. Let's 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 give it one more game. Just two is still out. One more game, right? He's on IR. He's missing minimum of three. Well, so then, yeah, there we go. Is Jacoby Brissett the new Ryan Fitzpatrick? 
God. No, he's the new Nick Foles, bro. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> anyway, for your Big Ben stat, his average uh, yards or air yards was 5.5 per pass. <laughs> so awful. He had two, so terrible. He had two pass attempts over 20 yards, and one the only one was completed for 29. Okay, so his was 5.5 per attempt. Can you get me uh, who led the, the league that week? In yards per carry, can you get me the running back leader yards <laughs> per carry? No, 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 no. <laughs> you can see where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah, I can. I'm seeing where this is going. All right, so biggest surprise was Jacoby Brissett, right? And then uh, biggest disappointment was Justin Fields' coaching staff. I, I don't think – I don't think it was Justin Fields. I think it was Justin Fields' coaching staff. And I owe Zach Taylor an apology because I said Zach Taylor was my leading candidate to get fired, and I completely forgot Matt Nagy still had a job. Yeah, he's still a coach. I have a stat for you in that at Bears-Browns game, right? Okay. Go ahead. Oh, this, this is awesome. Lamar <laughs> Jackson averaged 7.2 yards per carry. What did Lamar <laughs> – <what did, laughs> What did Lamar Jackson throw for average depth of target? Uh, let me pull that out real quick. I, interesting stat, though. Ben Roethlisberger is averaging 6.6 yards, air yards per pass this season, and Lamar's averaging 7.3 average rush yards per <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Was Lamar the only one who beat him that week, though, or is there a running back at, like, six? Let me let me pull. No, the highest running back was Nick Chubb at 5.5. So, so, Nick, so, Nick, so Nick Chubb. And Nick's job running the ball. <laughs> and Ben Roethlisberger throwing it tied for yards per attempt. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm bringing you good quality content right now, ladies oh and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Uh, and, so- and Lamar Jackson is averaging more yards on the ground <laughs> as a quarterback than Ben is throwing for. I apologize. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire averaged 5.9. Yeah. <laughs> my boy Clyde, bro. Uh, All right. So, um. Oh my goodness, dog! Uh, God, I can't believe that. I'm just that's like, ridiculous. Yeah, I'm that's so shell shocked by how bad Big Ben is right now, dude. It's like it's super disappointing to see because Big Ben used to be that dude who would sling the pig, bro. Yeah. All right, but in twenty dropbacks for Justin Field, right? Twenty, sorry, twenty pass attempts for Justin Fields. Okay. Matt Nagy had five linemen protecting him on 13 of those dropbacks. Okay. So he didn't keep any tight ends in. He didn't keep any running backs in against the Cleveland Browns defense. Mm -hmm. Do they have anybody? Do they have any good pass rushers on that defense? Well, let's see. Uh, Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks in that game. Jadavion Clowney had two sacks in that game. And the Cleveland Browns as a whole had nine sacks in that game. Did you guys watch that game by any chance? No, I was on the road. All right, so I watched it. (laughs) And you know that moment when a UFC fighter is walking up to the cage and you see fear in his eyes? (laughs) You know he's going to get his ass fucking killed? Listen, that was Justin Fields every time he got behind center. He was looking at the backs. He was looking at the linebackers. He was – dude, this dude had fear in his heart and his eyes. He was on the run the whole game. Matt Nagy did nothing to protect him. Didn't do any play calls to get the ball out of his hands quick. Dude got obliterated that game. It was – he should be fired for that alone, for leaving his rookie quarterback out there like that. Like, his offensive line is not good enough to block the Cleveland Browns one-on-one. 
Like, what are you doing? He ran no bootlegs. He ran no. He ran no rollouts. He ran, he didn't do any designed runs with athletic ass Justin Fields. Un, it's unreal. So then, and Nick and I are kings of pointing out that head coaches don't make halftime adjustments. Shout out Bill O'Brien. We call it the Bill O'Brien Award. <laughs> Bill O'Brien. Uh, has blown more second, more halftime leads than any head coach in history. Prove me wrong. Uh, yeah, so he goes in and he decides. Well, they're not executing my offense that I designed perfect. They have game plan I designed perfectly this week. So instead, he tries to do quick passes. He does like hook routes on every on every play. So I went and watched like the condensed version of this game where you can just see every snap in like thirty minutes. It's like hook route, hook route. The corners were sitting there and jumping every single hook route. They never once threatened to blow it off the top again. Bro, his QBR was 6.0. He got sacked nine times. He only had 68 yards on six completions and 20 attempts. By the way, this, 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 is, this is a fun stat every time. Any, anytime somebody brings up QBR. This is a great stat that I love to tell people. If you literally drop back for three downs, for three downs, the entire game, and threw it into the ground, you would have a QBR of 32. Unreal. So if your QBR is below, you know you did that. You know that, like, you could have just thrown the ball. You could have given up, and you would have had a higher QBR. You know what I want to see? I want to see the number of fantasy owners that dropped this dude after this week. Is Matt Nagy calling plays? Is Matt Nagy calling plays? Then, yeah, drop him. All of them. Yeah, all of them should have dropped him. So, I have a fun stat. So, Antonio Gibson had There's a funner – there's more fun stats that you have other than those? Yeah. So, Antonio Gibson had one reception this week for 73 yards and a touchdown. That is more yards receiving than Justin Fields threw in an entire game. (laughs) What was the stat that you sent me about the uh, – oh, we'll, we'll get to this. in this. Well, we can get to this right now. Uh, I'm surprised. I was going to name, uh, before I took my surprise and my disappointment, all in one spoonful, the Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal. You remember there was a time where we just didn't think over 63 was possible or over 62 was possible? Yeah. That was like being talked about like 10 years ago. It's like unbreakable record. Yeah, and then six, and then sixty three got set. You know how like, little you have to do to like get us into that range. <laughs> sixty six yards. He was hitting warm ups from sixty. Didn't he have? He had more yards than Justin Fields, didn't he? Wasn't that one kick more yards than Justin Fields? It yes. was the exact same amount. No, Justin no. Fields had sixty eight yards. <laughs> so there you go. Oh yeah, that's the no. Other but stat. if you factor in the sacks, he had one yard. He had one yard. One yard passing. So another fun stat about that was the last time the Ravens played in Detroit, Justin Tucker hit a sixty-one yard walk-off field goal to end the game. Seems to yeah. be a trend for him up there. Yeah, he owns them. He owns. <laughs> he owns Detroit Lions. Now. He's part owner. Is there a more Unlucky fan base than the Detroit Lions. Mm. Yes. 
You say yes? Over over the past ten over the past decade. Let's say from 2010 to 2020, I would say 11 years. From, 2000, from 2011 to 2021, has there been an, a more unlucky franchise? I would say the Jets, but it's I, you can argue. But the Jets haven't really been that good, though. I can, I can name one team that competes but is nowhere near the Detroit Lions. It's the Detroit Lions, landslide. But yeah. the New Orleans Saints give them run for their money. Yeah, that's I mean, but but the Saints, but like the Saints have been good. Like the yeah. Saints have the, this you're you're talking about the Saints like playoff chances. They've but they've been good enough to get into the playoffs. Yeah, but it's like five heartbreaking losses. It's like I, I understand it's, that. It's like, like if that loss goes the other way, we have more Super Bowls. Like that's not even an exaggeration. Uh, yeah. That I mean that's okay. It probably is the Saints. But I just I'm thinking from Dan Campbell's perspective. He's put together the best team that he can possibly put together. This is his first win at home. And, oh, yeah, all we have to do, all Justin Tucker has to do is a 66-yard field goal. That's three more yards than have ever been done. And uh, since we're talking about it, let's not forget crazy Kingsbury tried a 69-yard field goal. 68. 68-yard field goal, maybe 30 minutes before that happened. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it was returned for a touchdown. Yeah, and I was going to say, what happened with that? <laughs> it was returned for a kick six. What, so do you, what do you have to do in practice for your coach to be like, oh, 68? Yeah, get that motherfucker in <laughs> What do you have to do? Because it's Cliff Kingsbury, and he's always trying to change everything. I, <laughs> I respect the Stones, bro. I do, but that's so Who tough. is the Cardinals kicker? Who is the – is it – It's not a good one. I think it's Prater, isn't it? Is it Prater? Just because no, he kicked in Denver doesn't mean that he can doesn't mean that he can kick in Jacksonville. It is Prater, right? Yeah. <laughs> At least Justin Tucker has like a leg, uh, like a leg from from God. I texted Spence, Jermaine, and I said, oh. "Man, that opera sticker is a pretty good kicker. They should probably resign him." <laughs> <laughs> well done. All right, two more things before we move on to Week Four bets. Um, that play should have never happened. The delay of game was almost two seconds late, and they never called it. Outrageous. And then the Chicago Bears averaged 1.1 yards per play. You're talking about <laughs> but, see, but see, if you call 100 plays, you get a touchdown. <laughs> one. You get one touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> what, Eric? That delay of game, was that on the, the Cardinals kick? No, it was on the Ravens. So the Ravens, the Ravens run up, and Lamar's trying to run one more play, right, to try to make the kick shorter. He gets the line of scrimmage, gets everyone set, turns, gets everyone set. He moves his hands back to the ball. The center grabs the ball at zero, and then two seconds elapse, and he hikes it back to Lamar. It's because the refs were confused why a running back was and- getting under center. And Lamar in shotgun. Oh, he's in shotgun. Then you Lamar, can understand their confusion. Lamar in shotgun gets the ball and looks around and throws it out of bounds with three seconds left. You can understand the ref's confusion. Why is this running back about to take the snap? Yeah, it's. I was just blown away. One point one yards per carry. Detroit Lions. It's it's unreal. All right, we're gonna move into week four and ignore Nick. Um, so real quick recap of head to head, head to head right now, intern E is two and one and has the audacity to put himself first in this 
chart that he created. Alphabetical uh, order, bro. Alphabetical uh, order. Yeah, we're going last names, bro. I'll switch. <laughs> Nobody does alphabetical orders with first name, dude. What are you doing? Anyways, so Eric is now two and one. Quick recap: lost week one, Colts money line. One, two weeks, two and three, Dallas money line and Tampa Bay, L.A. Rams over fifty-five. I'm zero and three. Baltimore minus four and a half. L. Rams minus four. L. Seattle minus two. L. And then we got. I can't say that. We got Nick, who's one and two, with uh, Washington football team money line loss, Philly plus three and a half loss, and Tennessee minus five and a half win. And almost a loss. Yeah, we saw it earlier, Eric. You didn't, but you didn't hear us when we talked about it. Yeah. All right. Who <laughs> went? So, so you us. went. You you went first last week, right, Jermaine? Does it really matter anymore? I don't the know. order's been crushed. You know, what, you know, what, Jermaine, you go first this week since you're you're. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll take it from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what we'll do. Whoever is in last picks gets first. the big first. Yeah, right, snake draft style. Snake draft. Yeah, exactly. Well, Eric, why are you looking like that? You're you little. We're literally bragging about being two and one. You don't get you don't get the first draft pick if you win the Super Bowl. That's that's. I'm just saying. What do you just work- What are you just saying? Are what's you arguing been- against all of sports? What's been working is me picking first. So let's stick with that. So you've I can- picked first one, what twice because you kind of butted in. <laughs> okay. Like it, why? If the listeners remember, you're like, give me his pick. <laughs> I was like, Jermaine, you can go, and you're like, oh, I don't want to take Dallas. I don't remember it that way. But- I think that's what happened. <laughs> Ooh, give me Dallas. <laughs> all right. Well, I- Jermaine, enjoy having the first pick all year since you're going to be on last year. <laughs> That's a good one. Salty, bro. salty. <laughs> he finally had a good comeback, bro. Who knew yeah. he had that in him? It's good. He's sharp. All right. So there's a lot of plus sevens on this board. And I don't like any of them. Which means I should pick at least one of them. You know what I mean? Because I haven't picked yeah. the right answer yet. So I'm going to take – I can't do it. I'm taking Tennessee Titans minus seven. And I'm gonna regret it, bro. Yeah, I should have taken the Jets. I know it. That's a good pick. I'm taking Buffalo Bills money line this week. <laughs> Guaranteed, Lincoln. <laughs> you told me I couldn't do that week one. Hell, no. I'll get it. I'll oh, get God. it at minus fourteen hundred, <laughs> and I'll dance my way to the bank. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So what's your actual you, pick? All right. You know what? I'll take Carolina Panthers money line. Uh, That's ballsy. All right, so two reasons. I like to bet on history. Carolina has only been 3-0 two times in their history, 2004 and 2015. In both years, they started off 6-0. Dallas, coming in with rest disadvantages. So Carolina played on Thursday night football. Dallas played on Monday night football, which basically means it's a super Rest disadvantage. Dallas since 2019 is one in four in games in which they have had the rest disadvantage. Why did you emphasize super? Super. 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 So Carolina Panthers money line, give it to me. I like it, bro. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's risky, but I like the audacity. Stick with your team. Ride them while they're hot. You know what I mean? That's right. No CMC. Who cares, right? Who cares, Chuba? Chuba, 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 Chuba. 
Choo choo. That's what you guys do for him, right? Chubba chubba hubba hubba. You <laughs> that actually popped you, didn't it? <laughs> he was he was already laughing at my dumbass one, dude, and then yeah. you got him. I just pictured a whole stadium going chubba chubba hubba hubba. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the whole stadium did go Luke and just sounded like booze when they got really drunk in like the third quarter. <laughs> no, That's dude, shocking. You know the one that we like is uh, Coon. Which, which is Eric is shaking his head now because he's why? Why are you shaking your head? I'm not shaking my head. I thought I thought we were talking about Amari Cooper, right? When they yeah. sounds like booing him. You no, know what? I, I said coon. Oh, like K U H N. That's why I thought you were shaking your head. Huh. The fullback. Whenever he got, he would get like three yards. Yeah. People would lose their mind. You know what my you know what my favorite stadium reaction was? You remember the year after Donovan McNabb went to the Super Bowl and the Eagles fans <laughs> called him the N word. <laughs> The rough city, man. <laughs> that was my favorite crowd reaction. What about yours? Oh, dude! Speaking of that, or were they, <laughs> or when they threw snowballs at Santa Claus? What do you, what do you think, Eric? Uh, I'm hey, glad, man. I'm glad you brought this up because I was watching the Manning cast for what was only a quarter. I could not watch that Monday Night Football game. It was horrendous. What a great addition to the broadcast! It's, it's amazing. They, they pulled in 12.8 percent of the ratings for Monday Night Football this week. I'm surprised it wasn't more. What was it week? What was it week two? No, no, twelve point eight percent of their total. Or hold on, last week was thirteen point five. This one was thirteen point eight. That seems like low for a percent of Monday Night Football viewers. No, a percent of of their whole broadcast, including Monday Night Football. Oh, so all the viewers of NFL football, 13.8% tuned into the Manning cast. To the Manning cast. And the other 80-something tuned into uh, the regular call. Oh, okay. So they had 1.85 million viewers? Yeah, I'm saying I think that – I thought that should be higher, but maybe a lot of people don't know about – or maybe don't have ESPN2 or something. It's that. They don't have ESPN2, and it's like – I mean, when you're you're pulling in – 14 15 million and yeah they're, they're getting two million of that that's a pretty big chunk that's but right. on it they made eli manning apologize because he was talking with chris long right i think he won a super bowl with the eagles right e? of course yeah so chris long uh defensive end for the eagles um won the super bowl so they're talking about what it was like playing in philadelphia and eli manning was talking about how a nine-year-old kid flipped him the double birds and Eli Manning on live TV flipped double birds, like mimicking the kid. <laughs> and Eli was doing that. I think Peyton, like Chinese, like, hey, you know we're not supposed to do that, right? And Eli is like, whatever, they can blur it out, right? <laughs> so on then, live TV, you got to On live TV. Then I think they went to commercial break, and I think Eli got chewed out. Oh, he got 100%. 100% the Manning phone rang, and it was a network executive going, you can't do that. <laughs> so I'm going to get fired. They came back from commercial, and Eli Manning is like, so apparently – I'm not allowed to mimic what a nine-year-old does to me on the football field on live TV, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm dying laughing, dude. Did I, did I tell you about the uh, story of Eli Manning showing up? So he was supposed to be on a Jim Rome, Peyton Manning 
uh, interview. So Jim Rome was interviewing Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, and they had to wait for like five minutes. And Peyton's like, I don't know where Eli was. And Eli calls like on FaceTime on his phone, and he's very clearly on the golf course. And he goes, oh, hey. And Peyton was like, hey, Eli, did you not remember we had a football interview? And he goes, I don't know. I looked at my calendar like three days ago, and it didn't say anything. So I figured I had nothing for the next three days. We all thought Peyton was the we all thought Peyton was a cool brother. Maybe it's Eli. Maybe Eli is a cool brother. Eli Manning is for sure winning people over, bro. He got up and did the Dak uh you know how Dak does his yeah, the hip, hip moves, hip yeah. Thrust. Eli Manning's doing it in socks and jeans in what looks like his big basement. Right? I think he had a golf simulator next to like the smallest TV to watch football on. And it's like a TV stand. I'm just like, this guy is living a good life. I think that's why – I think that's Eli Manning's thing, though, is that he knows – he he knew that Peyton was always going to be better than him, so he just settled in the role of, like, the cool younger brother <laughs> that, like, Peyton's friends would want to hang out with. Like, like yeah, they come over to see Peyton because Peyton's, like, the cool guy, but, like, you also come over because Eli's over there. Right? Eli's kind of cool. You play Mario Kart with Eli. He's a pretty cool kid. Yeah, what are you, what are you gonna say? Well, I mean, the coolest part of the whole thing is he fucking calls himself Shakira after he does the. <laughs> yeah, after his, he does the deck his move. hips don't lie. Like <laughs> hips don't lie. I'm Shakira out here. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, um, did Eli win a Super Bowl before Peyton? Yeah. And then he won two Super Bowls before he won, Peyton. He, he won. He won two Super Bowls before Peyton won two. Yeah. But Peyton had the first Super Bowl first. I do not believe so. So Eli was first both times. I'm starting to think Eli Manning's the better oh, Manning, bro. It didn't, uh... Oh, no, you're right. Peyton beat the Bears, right? No, no, because Manning won. I think Manning won his first one in 08, right? So, yeah, Eli won in 07. Peyton, yeah, Peyton won. I think, yeah, Eli won in 07. Peyton won in, like, 08 or 09. I think it was 08 because 09 was the Packers, wasn't it? If only we had an intern to look this up instead of blabbing on a podcast. Already looking it up, bro. Yeah. Oh, now we, with a little if, bit of attitude. If only we oh. had an if only we had an intern to give us his pick. Oh, I thought I, you know, I thought we were bullshit. Uh, <laughs> That's right, so people. Have, this is now not a professional podcast. Oh, I thought we were just talking to people on the radio. So I have honestly I'm torn. Both my picks are um for the Tampa Bay game, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus seven. Lock it in. Tom Brady doesn't go into into, into Foxborough and lose. Come on. No. You were talking so much trash before the show. Take it higher than minus seven. No, if I could, I would. But so I got to do play it. Smart. You can. You can. No, I know I can, but I got to play it smart. I'm going to stick with the seven. I might do a smaller bet, take it at like ten. Just scared, I don't I don't see a world in money. which yeah. Tom Brady scared money don't make money. Scared money. All that Listen. shit you talked, and now you're not gonna take it. No. Nope. Yeah. Listen, you life, literally said you were gonna mortgage your first child's life. You said you'd like that you like them minus of. you said minus ten. All right, I'll take a minus ten just to make the make the, the three of the room happy. Fuck it. All right. Always push me to the edge, guys. Literally, if I lose this and they, they win by nine, <laughs> they're gonna win by eight. <laughs> Each of y'all asses. You're gonna eat my ass if they, <laughs> motherfucker. 
There's no way they don't win by 10, right? They win by 40. Yeah, they're like, they're a for loss, sure. A loss next. Uh, so I have a question for you guys. There's been this, there's been a whole bunch of anti Bill Belichick rhetoric coming out. You started it. I, I don't you like Bill Belichick. It, you said it the, the before the season started. He you sucks. said Bill Belichick sucks. Yeah, he does suck. Also, Manny is this won- is this so the Patriots can fire him? Probably. Peyton won a Super Bowl first. He won in 06. Oh, okay. But either way, they won back-to-back. Right? 06 and 07, yeah, they should. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, did you see the article that, that came out? Like, I somebody wrote a book about the, the Patriots, right? And so someone summarized the yeah. article. His name uh, was Bomb Trainby. Robert Kraft said that Bill Belichick was the biggest asshole he ever met in his life. Tom Brady wanted out in 2017. Uh, and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady did not talk the entire year of 2020. Uh, there was also, there's also an excerpt from that book that said that Tom Brady wanted to say goodbye to Bill Belichick after the 2019 season. And Bill Belichick, in true Bill Belichick fashion, was like, mm, no. <laughs> if you don't think that's the greatest Bill Belichick impression, don't at me. Yeah, well, mm. it's it's not, but all right. Mm. Oh, all right, what else, you, what else do you guys like? Rapid fire. Let's try to wrap this up here. All right, Buffalo, Casey, Cleveland, Moneyline, Parlay, all three of them. Arizona Casey. Rams over 55, lock that in. Mm. You don't think the Rams defense is good? No, they're very good, but they're, they're going to shoot it out. That's what these two teams do. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to make two bets off what Eric just said. Arizona plus four and a half Arizona money line. Ooh. I like Ooh, it. I don't think that happens, but I like it. L.A. has a terrible defense. Jacksonville and Cincinnati, they score over 46 points, right? I don't know. This is one of those games that smells like an over game, so it's going to be an under game. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking because I, <laughs> I thought that Falcons-Giants was going to be over. And it wasn't. So this one's for sure. This is an under. Uh, Panthers, Cowboys over 50 and a half. Baltimore plus one in Denver. I will give you a warning. I will give you a warning. Plus one Baltimore and Denver. I'm going to address that for just take the Baltimore money line. I said I that fun. earlier. There's oh, no way for you to win. The safety net, bro. What safety? It's the small. It's like the dude parachuting out of the Red Bull balloon into like a cup of water. Yeah, the he only, might hit it. The only safety net that gives you is a push. What kind the of push. dumb shit is that? Pick the money line. Pick Tampa Bay minus 10 in the money line. Tennessee Titans. I'm going to love if next week we record the Patriots fucking win by nine. I take minus 10 and the fucking uh, Broncos win by one. And I lose on that because I took money line. Because I'm taking money line because you guys. <laughs> it's oh. the smart bet, bro. I will I, I will give you a stat about the, the Carolina Dallas over under Jermaine, though. Carolina is 0 and 3 uh for over under. So they they've gone under every single one of their games. Yeah, but it's Dallas. I'm not worried about I'm, I know Carolina will give me some touchdowns. Dallas get me the over, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> no JC Horn, no top four PFF ranked corner in, in all of national football. Like, oh yeah, give me that, bro. This over is hitting. Y'all get y'all get dimed out all night. Bro. I'm just saying. Maybe Dallas is better than we're giving them credit for, bro. 
Okay. Uh, my final bet is uh, Cleveland minus two. God, that's such a trap game. In I know Minnesota, it is. Kirk Cousins is fucking dealing. Listen, I took Seattle minus two last week <laughs> against Minnesota, so I'm just going to ride the any team minus two against Minnesota train until it hits. I took Seattle as well. That's my that's was my head to head, bro. Yeah. I, I hate I, Seattle. I, I put money on it. <laughs> yeah, I hate them. You know what? For that, I'm saying San Francisco 49ers minus three at even odds all day, bro. San, so, San Francisco wins by seven. So interesting for the people to watch coming Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then before the games. It's a four twenty-five game, right? It is a one oh five. So four one oh five game. Yeah, so 405 game. 405, yep. So uh, that's East Coast, by the way. Look at a line movement from this game. This game in the last four years has ended within three points every single time. So if you see plus three and a half, jump on it immediately. Or minus two and a half. Or minus two and a half. Because if you see minus two and a half, you can get that at even odds. Shoot. For sure. That's good money right there. Yeah, this this board is pretty interesting. All the uh, teams favored by a touchdown, I feel like should win by more than a touchdown. So that means none of them are going to do it. Yeah, for sure not. Um, yeah. So Houston is one in six with a rest advantage since 2019, <laughs> whereas Buffalo is four and two. Buffalo doesn't have a rest advantage, though. Yeah, they do. Oh wait! Oh, sorry. Arrest disadvantage. I meant Buffalo is four and two since 2019 with arrest disadvantage. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. So that take line is so, so Buffalo huge. minus so Buffalo minus. It's already dropped a point. So Buffalo minus 16. That line is so huge. It's so scary. Buffalo and I'm still expecting Buffalo to crush it. And yeah. you and I have this thing where we see. If I would have saw this plus 17, I was taking that bet, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we have to start realizing that these disparities are there and it's and it's fact. Do we think Davis Mills, oh long neck from from uh, Land Before Time, do we think he's going <laughs> to he's going to get them within 16 points? He's going to stick his neck out for the team. Oh, unreal. Bro. He's going to win by the skin of his neck. Lucky for him if if his head ever gets compressed in a tackle, it'll just give him a normal neck. It'll just, it'll just be, it'll spring back up. That's what it is. It's all just springs in there, like the the African women that put uh, the the rings around their neck. That's all that it oh. is for him, just internal. He's just elongating his neck. He's like the NASCAR wall, so like Dale Earnhardt doesn't happen again. My God, dude! What's well, a springy wall now? <laughs> He's the inverse Mike Allstott. That's, yeah, that's that's a good one. He's the inverse Brian Bosworth. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's this week's episode. As always, follow us on our socials, Instagram and Twitter, at Podcast Room 303. No, nothing from me. Uh, Jermaine said it all. Keep fading our bets right now, especially our uh, picks of the week, uh, because we are awful as a podcast uh shout out to george for his bets from the grave hopefully that hits i'm not gonna track it so you're gonna have to tell me if it does Joe. i'm not taking it and i'm not gonna track it unless he yeah. tells me some like crazy like oh plus 1400 
uh, Spratic, whatever that, whatever that. Uh, we need to get a Ukrainian men's table tennis. No, because that's rigged. Remember, they had the <laughs> scandal. Really? Yeah, they had the scandal where like people were inf- were like uh, inflating lines. This was like two years ago. For men's table no, tennis. No, this was this was on the podcast. So it wasn't two years ago. It was like a year ago. Yeah, men's table tennis. Men's table tennis. Yeah, Ukrainian ping pong. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> go. Let's go back to the old docs. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right. Um, all right. That's it. I guess. So we'll see you next time when you come on. Dad, step into the room. <laughs>